Hola, internet. We're back with the Common Sense Podcast. It's been a little while. It's been a little bit. About a month. About a month. June 6th, last episode. A little more. A little more. Um, hi, how we doing? Uh, we have some interesting topics today. Yeah, a lot of topics, too. That's what the benefit of uh, going without a month of the podcast. Yeah, we, we starved you of content for good reasons. <laughs> not like we had a whole whiteboard ready to go, which didn't feel like it. Or yeah. It's not like we we're lazy. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll just jump right into it. Uh, the first topic we want to talk about, man, uh, I watch a lot of YouTube shorts. It's basically like TikTok, but on YouTube, because half of them, or like 90 plus percent of them are TikTok anyway. And this one dude that I see all the time, I know you see him because we talked about it, is this yeah. dude named Andrew Tate. He's an asshole. Stupid, bald-headed, bean-looking-ass <laughs> motherfucker, okay? <laughs> I hate him so much. So, rundown, as far as I understand, if I get this wrong, I don't care. Um, he was a professional kickboxer and was actually pretty good at it. Good for him. And then, uh, at some point, with the money that he earned, he basically got uh, what is it's called like a haram or whatever. In like Middle Eastern, Middle Eastern culture or whatever, when you have like a shit ton of wives. Uh, oh, I think you mean like a harem. I think a harem. Whatever. It's, yeah. it's all in how you pronounce it. Yeah. I've heard it. I've heard it because of like anime or whatever. Because there's harem anime. It's just like wild talk. Anyway, um, so he he basically found a ton of women willing to do sex work. Yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh... Official definition, uh, in former times, a separate part of a Muslim household reserved for wives, concubines, and female servants. And so he basically had that, but they were doing, like, cam shows and making him a shit ton of money. And uh, while he was exploiting women and making a shit ton of money, and I'm sure paying them pennies on their dollars, uh, he decided that he would become a alpha male influencer, and now all of his content is basically stroking his own ego and shitting on women. And every comment I've seen under one of his videos is like dudes that are like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, Andrew, stay winning. And I'm like, dude, I'm okay, I'm almost positive, by the way, that he recently got in trouble with like his local government because he's not from the U.S. Uh, and like, I'm pretty sure he's like he was either recently arrested or there's a warrant out for his arrest for like some hella illegal shit, most likely due to sex work. Which is so funny to me. So, two things, two observations about Andrew Tate. We talked about the first one now that I mentioned. He likes to talk about men's superiority in fighting, specifically. How no woman will ever be able to touch a man in a fight. He was just a kickboxer. I would pay very, very good money to see somebody like Ronda Rousey, Misha Tate, or like Amanda Nunes get in a fucking cage with him and beat the shit out of him, Okay. I'd pay money for it even if you won. I think that'd be hilarious. I'd just like to see him take some punches from a woman that can actually hit back. That'd be hilarious to me because he just se- he just seems to think that he'd be like uh like the flash and she wouldn't be able to touch him. Or would he wouldn't hurt, he wouldn't bleed. I mean he, he he was a good kickboxer, but it's like, dude, that's such a weird thing to flex like, yeah, I'm a man, so I can kick your I can kick your ass because you're a woman. I saw and then so today too. I saw a video, and it's his brother at their house. I guess they share a house. 
And his brother burned his bike for some reason. Don't know why. But the part that, that I disliked about the video was they apparently dyed the bottom of their pool red. So their pool, like the water turned, like looks red. And I just hate that. It's just stupid to me. Why, dude? That's an alpha move, bro. That's just being an alpha male. Well, excuse the fuck out of me and my Sigma self. <laughs> no, so... uh, You can look up Andrew Tate if you haven't seen him before. I'm sure you'll watch like two minutes of him and just be disgusted and leave. Uh, he's basically like, like I said, like he's a woman hater. Like, I've I've heard him say on multiple times, like, a man cheating is different from a woman cheating because, of, like, when a woman has a sexual relationship, she has emotional attachment, and men can just have sex with no emotion. And I'm just like, dude, you just sound like a dick right now. Like, you just sound like an asshole. Like, basically, it sounds like he he lives a life that he wants to justify. So he tries to do that with an online presence. And because he's rich and famous and has sex with a lot of women, dudes that are insecure are like, yeah, Andrew, stay winning. And I'm like, not really. That's... The dude literally... We saw a video the other day of him because we, we were watching videos of him and laughing at him because he's an asshole. We saw a video of him in his own home and he had like a wall of security cameras. Like, and he dude, goes to sleep watching them. Dude, if you have that many security cameras, your life must be terrible, bro. Like, you're scared all the time, probably from the authorities, because you run an illegal sex camering. <laughs> like, dude. Anyway, he's an asshole. So, if you ever see anything about Andrew Tate, just be beware. He's a dick face. Anyway, speaking on sex work, uh, this is this is a question or thing that we were asked to talk about. I don't really. I mean, I don't have a crazy. This is a off like yeah, no kind of question. They just wanted us to talk about official sex work because I think we've I, we've probably mentioned like OnlyFans in the past or something maybe. But this was a question from from like a Twitch stream or something like that. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Catholic priests. Um. <laughs> <laughs> No, so sex work. Um, I'm assuming it's legality of sex work and, like, what our feelings are toward it and, like, what we think about it. I personally am of the belief that, and this goes for OnlyFans, too, if you really need it for the money, like, if you actually need the money, I can understand it. I think that's okay. But I think the, just, like, anybody and everybody's dishing it out on the internet these days are, like, I mean, I I definitely think there's a difference between like the moral implications of someone who's willing to do OnlyFans or porn or prostitution or something like that. Like, there's a different conversation between the morality of it and the actual legality of it. Like, morally, am I in support of just every Ashley, Shauna, and Tijuana? I don't know, whatever third name, wanting to just show a little ass for some money. Like, if you want to do that, that's cool, and I think it should be legal, because one of the people that was talking in the stream that we got the question from actually brought up a good point. So many companies, like, if you watch movies, or if you watch, like, sports, there's only one reason to have cheerleaders. It's not because people enjoy them cheering, hey, hey, ho, ho, 
whatever. This goes all the way down to high schools, by the way. Very odd, yes. Very, very odd, because nobody gives a fuck about the 18-year-old cheerleader sitting on the sideline going, rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. No, no. The reason it's weird is because most of them are not 18. That is the weird part. I'm saying 18 because that's the cap of, like, high school age. But, like, it's 18 and below. But let's be honest here. You don't go to a Friday night football game. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. The cheerleaders' routines are so great. Like, nobody nobody pays attention to that. They're there for the game. Okay? They're there for the boys that are out there on the field playing the game. Look, I'm there's gonna, no need for cheerleaders at Friday night football. I'm not saying we can't have cheerleaders. I'm just saying the reason we have them is is not because it's fun to hear them cheer for the team. I'm just expanding on the point. Yeah. It started pro- in professional sports. I'm pretty sure it was the Lakers, actually, that started. Uh, there's a documentary about the Lakers organization. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure the Lakers were the first team to actually put cheerleaders on a full, on a court, and then every other sport just ensued. Probably, but then that obviously trickles down to high school level because, like, you know, the girls see it, and mm-hmm. then that also brings questions out: Are we over sexualizing our young women? You know, yes. that kind of stuff. All the way. But back to the point we we're trying to get to. Yeah, so companies and brands use sex to sell. It's, I mean, yeah, sex sells. We've been knowing that. You could sell a pack of bread and slap a dude with abs on it, and people buy it more. Like, 100%. I mean, you could probably get away with having, like, a the, the, the like six-pack of Hawaiian rolls mm-hmm. on a fat dude, and it would probably sell. That would be hilarious. I'm just saying, man, sex sells. So if large companies, and I mean, sure, they're not showing outright sex, but at one point is, like, it legal anymore because there's obviously R-rated movies where people be showing tit. Yeah, we watched Jackass and they they were doing great dick. They were doing some strange things. With there was penis. at least five dicks in that movie, if not more. I don't remember the count, but there's there's a lot of penis in in the the Jackass Forever film. Yeah. So if it's legal there, it's not in a sexual manner. Is it now that the body parts are being shown in a sexual manner? That makes it illegal because there's plenty of sex scenes in movies that show some teddy. How funny would it be though? Like if you if you show nudity in like a movie or whatever, <laughs> all the people go into theaters or whatever, and they get offended by it, and then the actor that showed the the penis or the the tit or whatever got got this many counts of in public indecency because that many people had to see it in the theater. <laughs> They go to jail for life just for public indecency. <laughs> That'd be, be screwed. That'd be hilarious. But I think the legality of things, because I mean, it's just like we said, it seems like you can go on the internet and scroll for 30 seconds and, and find a chick that does OnlyFans. Oh, sure. Or. I, I'm pretty sure I saw like a statistic one time that like a majority of websites on the internet are like porn based. I'm pretty sure it's like a two trillion dollar, two trillion dollar industry. I looked it up. The it's porn a, industry overall, I think, is worth two trillion dollars. I looked it up, uh, and it said twelve billion. I don't know if that's just um, nationally in the U.S. Globally, the porn entry is a $97 billion entry. So it is. $97 billion. Yeah. Still, a lot. That's $97 billion. A lot. Yeah. 
I mean, there's plenty of. If you go and you look at a company, let's let's go look at uh, what's what's one of the biggest companies? You got Google, Tesla. Let's go look at Tesla's value. I mean, it's like huge, but it's like one of the biggest companies now. $728.61 billion. So you're getting with the porn industry just by itself as like a high cap capitalist yeah. comp, like company. Yeah. That's how much money that the porn industry makes you hear. Yeah. Like recently, uh, a Twitch streamer who does OnlyFans named Amaranth put out on Twitter her like monthly earnings, and she was earning like $1.5 million per month. From OnlyFans. There was that um, Ludwig. I don't know if... I think it was Ludwig. There's a chick that... It's not his girlfriend. Some chick that they do content with or whatever. Like, they just, like, chill reaction content. And he showed, like, on her phone, like, her earnings and stuff. And then, like, a... I think five-month span, it was a million dollars or more. Well, I mean, there's stories, like, um, that... Catch Me Outside Girl from uh, from Dr. Phil started in OnlyFans, and I'm pretty sure all she posted was, like, shit you could see on, like, Instagram, and she got, like, a million dollars. Yeah, in, it was not an actually explicit. In, like, a and week. Bella Foreign essentially scammed people or whatever exactly. whenever she started one. And got, like, a couple million dollars. Like, the amount of money that you can earn in it, I'm like, look, if you're an attractive female, I absolutely understand the draw to want to do that. I mean, you go on Twitter, especially my Twitter. You go on Twitter. Horny <laughs> Twitter is what you say. You go on Twitter, you can just find stacks of females that are doing it. It doesn't mean it's all of them. And that's my thing also, going back to Andrew Tate. It seems like he comes, just because I hate him so much, I have to talk about him again. He comes from this angle of like thinking that all females and all males are the same way and all males are like him and all females are like the women that he em- employs. I'm saying in quotation marks, you can't see them, but very large quotation marks because it's not really employing them. You're just exploiting them from their body like a good moral alpha Chad should do, you dick. Um, anyway, fuck that guy. Uh, back to the sex work conversation. With that much money in it, I think the legality of it is skewed, and it's more toward like prostitution too. I think that's the main sex work that people want to talk about. I think the main issue with it being legalized is it's hard to regulate. Like it's one of those things where like it's a cash industry, so they don't want to regulate it first off because the IRS is a bunch of bitches. If you're from the IRS, you're listening to this. I hate you. But it's hard to collect tax money on cash. So the way that they would have to do it is making it like a legit business. Like, hey, if you want to be a prostitute, you you got to start an LLC for your pussy. <laughs> like, you got to make sure you have, like, transactions and receipts and shit. We're going to see a, uh, we're going to see a sex workers union. They're yeah. gonna start making. They're gonna start making partnerships. They come together. Yeah, bring all their. There's just gonna be an office building where it's just nothing but floors of sex work. It's Doctor Doofenshmirtz's tower, but it's it's a sex worker. It owns it. It's 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 the one sex worker that's like the mogul over everything. That's like the evil the evil villain. What's her name? Like it's Riley Reed, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> no, so 
the reason that I bring up Riley Reed is because, like, apparently from OnlyFans and also her other porn, because she's like, I mean, I don't think there's a single porn scene anymore in porn that doesn't have Riley Reed in it. Obviously there is, but whatever. Uh, she earns, like, millions of dollars a month. And she doesn't even do anything anymore, basically. Like, insane. So, this was just a... That bitch is earning Steph Curry numbers. This was just a spur-of-the-moment topic that we, we wanted to get on since somebody asked us to. We hope you're listening to the episode. We appreciate you listening to the episode. If you, you hear us, give us a shout on whatever platform. You'd be like, hey, that was my topic. Drop a follow. Like it. Also, we have a Twitter at Common Sense Pod. Go follow it. And on our tweets, you can reply with topics you'd also like us to talk about. We will almost always talk about a topic that you suggest, unless it's soccer. You know who we're talking about. You're going to listen to this, bossy. That silence is for you because soccer sucks. <laughs> anyway. We just we just outed an entire community that might have wanted to listen to our podcast because Latin Americans love their, their soccer. Anyways, to conclude that topic and move on. <laughs> to conclude that topic and move on. I think that sex work is okay. I think you agree that sex work is okay. If you need the money. And like that's in about like the the regular old like old school prostitution kind of sex work, I guess you could say. My thing is I think a majority of people that are angry at, at sex workers and like chicks doing OnlyFans or porn or whatever, I think a majority of them are just being hypocritical because you already know that they consume it. So like the yeah. fact that you're being hypocritical is just really dumb. That's what I was just about to say. I was just about to say where there's where there's where there is disposable income, there's gonna be a demand for the problem. So that's what we're getting at. Somebody has a disposable income and they're lonely enough, they're gonna go out and buy OnlyFans, so they're gonna consume a prostitute. Yeah, exactly. Or they're going to pay for porn. Like, however it be, so. I just think it would be difficult to legalize it, but I think legalizing it would definitely help and make it a lot safer. But, that's just me. There are countries where it's legal. So, and they seem to be doing fine. So, you did mention Twitter. Um, I don't know if you saw, but uh, the deal fell out with Elon Musk. I uh, just wondered, wondered how you feel about that. I actually really don't know what's going on with it because Elon has been posting memes where, like, it says, like, in the meme, like, at the end, it's, like, them trying to force me to buy their company through court or whatever. So I guess they're trying to say he has to buy it now because he exposed so many things about them. Yeah. And, like, they're probably what they're saying is if he doesn't buy, then their stock is going to tank further than it already did. Because of so many things that got exposed, which I think is just hilarious. Well, I mean, from so essentially what it is is he sent the buying buy notice to mm-hmm. the one to Tesla because he had to sell. Mm-hmm. And I mean, being the CEO of so many big companies, he has to at least notify them like, "Hey, I'm going to be doing this." They have to be in the know too of what he's going to do for potentially merging brands together to be able to work together mm-hmm. or. If they feel like the board of one of the companies feels like he's not going to be able to do his proper duty, which a lot of Tesla fanboys and customers feel that way lately. They're like, oh, that's why our stock's tanking. No, it's just the market in, in general is doing bad, specifically in the tech sector. 
Twitter, however, is a completely different problem. They just fundamentally don't run a business in a way to make profit. That's that's what Twitter's problem is. And that's part of what Musk is trying to point out, that they've run their company in a way that's not profitable. They take sides in, in issues they shouldn't take issues, take sides exactly. in, uh, in terms of like censorship. And they admitted to this. Several high-level executives were caught on video by Project Veritas that they said, like, oh, yeah, um, we do this with the algorithm if it's something that we disagree with. Or there was one that was even caught saying, oh, yeah, Elon Musk isn't a fully functioning human because he has autism. And fuck that guy, by the way. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure he, he said something about, like, he, uh, like, he, he either directly or indirectly called him retarded, which is hilarious. I'm going to be honest, that's really funny to me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so the deal falling through with Elon, there's a lot of people that are like, like, obviously, we're, we're freaking out, like, oh, my God, Elon's a Nazi, and if he buys Twitter, free speech is gone. And now people are like, oh, free speech is saved. And I'm just like, wow. Look, worst case scenario, he's got to pay a fine of, like, a couple billion dollars to Twitter. Oh, boo-hoo. He's worth 200-plus billion dollars at this point. I, it, it might be slightly lower, but, I mean, still, that's nothing for him. Worst case scenario, he has to pay that much for it. Uh, best case scenario, he has good lawyers too, and probably wins the lawsuit. Oh no, he definitely does. Because I mean, if you look at like the wrecks and the accidents and stuff that Tesla's had with their whole progress and like building their cars and stuff, they have he has to have good good lawyers or knows good lawyers that have worked with Tesla. So wor- best case scenario, he's going to win the lawsuit. Worst case scenario, he's going to have to pay a couple billion dollar fine and to, probably. to Twitter. And even then, progressing past that, he might even decide then, because he, I mean, that's the type of person that he is as a businessman. You can agree with this or you can disagree with this, whether you like it or not. But there's one thing that you cannot argue against Elon Musk. The dude does have drive. And that's why he's in the position that he's in. You can can argue that he outed the previous CEOs of Tesla and that that was shady. But in the end, it worked out for the company. You can argue whatever you want against him. But in the end, the dude has ambition, and he has a drive, and he gets stuff done. The other, the, the other thing that I can see him doing is he might even decide to start his own social media platform at that point. Or, or join one. If he sees fit, or maybe join up with a, another smaller platform. Dude, you know what would be perfect? It was like Truth Souls or whatever with Trump. You know what would be so perfect, though? With what? how trolly he is, just overall. Elon Musk should, should buy fucking Reddit. Should buy Reddit? Dude. <laughs> Dog. Okay, so specifically talking about Reddit and shit too, just side thing. No matter who you support, there's been a shit ton of stuff coming out lately about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the laptop shit. And apparently they got access to Hunter Biden's iPhone and have like a shit ton of like bank records and like shit. He had Minecraft cheats on his phone, which is so funny to me. Yeah, apparently. Uh... Tony Hawk sold him furniture. <laughs> what? I don't know, dude, but that's what was in his phone. But there's a... The reason I bring this up is because a lot of this stuff is exposed through Reddit. And there's a lot of like Reddit mods on these like political things. Reddit is notoriously known for being like super far left, like radical shit. And they've been like censoring posts. 
And, like, if Elon were to buy that shit and start, like, basically disciplining shit like that, it'd be hilarious. Well, I feel like, I feel like Reddit's a little bit different, though, than from, like, Twitter in terms of censorship. Because you have each community, certain people group together and start the community, and then they appoint the mods, or they have, like, an automated yeah. moderator. So I feel like that's different, because I've, I've seen a fair share of, like, conservative kind of, like, threads, I would say. Yeah, but... <laughs> The thing is, there's a ton of examples from, like, mainstream threads that Mm. aren't, like, right-leaning or left-leaning. Like, it's, like, r slash politics. Okay. So, like, ones that should be relatively neutral. Ones that should should be neutral. Should try to be neutral. Exactly. Ones that should have unbiased mods who are there to really just keep conversation going in a civilized manner. Yeah. The mods will actually ban and enforce... <clears throat> for one specific side way more than another or just one specific side and not the other at all which i think is bad whether or not it would be for the left or for the right because free speech is free speech it's not you know free speech with caveat you know it's not you know toy comes without batteries got to include the batteries in that shit you know um i think the funniest thing would be is if he somehow was found to have to pay a fine, and then he just said, nope, I'm going to buy Twitter anyway. And then he bought Twitter and then paid the fine to himself. That would be hilarious. So, that's that. Uh, what's next? Um, We've got a few more things. Um, within the past month, it was announced uh, Toby Keith has stomach cancer. I probably should have ready the song a song just to play real quick from Spotify. No, it's going to be copyrighted. We would get copyrighted. It's definitely copyrighted. Even though we're we're gonna post this to the platform, that yeah, but it's not our music, so we can't. <laughs> nah. So, Toby, uh, ow, that hurt. Um, Toby Keith, great country singer, has stomach cancer. Prayers up for the man. That's tough. Listen, people love to hate on country music. It's not my favorite genre, but I'll, I'll partake in it because, I don't know, I'm just from the South, and that, that's a genre that people like down here. Toby Keith has some absolute bangers, okay? Country music terms. Absolute bangers. One of the most patriotic songs ever. Uh, oh, what's the name of it again? I always forget. Dude, I always forget what the name of the song is. I remember the lyrics, is, but is, I forget the name of the song. Something like Red, White, and Blue or something like that? Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. Yeah, Courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Super hilarious. If I ever had to go to war, I would play that shit through every speaker I had near me. Oh my god, hilarious. Yeah. So anyway, prayers out for the boy Toby Keith. If you're listening to this, Toby, there's no way you are. But if you are, good shit, buddy. We're praying for you, man. Um... Other stuff that happened in the month that we didn't record. Uh, we can talk about the NBA now. You want? You want to do the softball one real quick? That won't even be that long. All right, I could literally just do the softball one in thirty seconds. Well, there's a question that's going to go with it, though. Okay, that's fine. so 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 they introduce it basically college softball. Um, the it was Oklahoma, Oklahoma Sooners yeah. went fifty. 
52 and 2, I think, on the entire season. Win 52 and 2, the most dominant softball season in history. They also won the they championship. They only lost by a combined total of five runs in those two games. They lost to two teams, obviously. Uh, most dominant uh, year of softball. Look it up real quick. Uh, most dominant season of college softball ever. Uh, and I think the question that we were bringing up was if there was a professional softball league like the MLP, but it would be women's softball, would that make more money and be more watched than the WNBA? I think the answer to that is yes. So 40 run rules in 62 games. That is a 64.5% run rule rating. So basically, for those of you that don't know softball, the the run rule is basically they got so many runs, they outscored their opponents so much that in 40 of 62 games, they... 62? Uh, 62 games, yes. 62 games. In 40 out of 62 games... They they made the game shut down early because they were shitting on the other team so bad. So not only did they win and only lose two games in the regular season, at least. 40 of 62 games, they shit on their, their opposing team so bad that they made the game end early. So this was back in May that this article came out. So the season was still progressing, trying to see what the differential in runs was for this season. Um, I don't think it matters that much. I think the point is well, going to be Well, it's like 520-something to 100 whenever it was like the preview of the yeah. article. That's a lot. So, yeah, exactly. Basically, basically, they kicked the shit out of every team that they played. Everyone. So bravo to them. Um, yeah, bravo to you. Also, but, bravo to the Oklahoma College baseball team. Who, also won. Oh, did they really? Yeah. I didn't pay attention. Yeah. But uh, Oklahoma baseball and softball won same year. Really cool. Good for you guys. You suck at football. Fuck you. Poor, um, <laughs> poor Bug had to lose. <laughs> poor Bug's team lost in softball. They've been struggling in football. Shout out Bug, Texas fans. We love you, Bug, but choose a different team, buddy. <laughs> it's not getting better. Might as well go for A&M at this point. Might as well. At least they have a delusional rivalry with LSU you can look forward to. Uh, Texas, really, I mean, come on. I definitely think it would make more money than the WNBA, though. If oh, that's a professional softball league. Like, And they're actually in, in progress to like organize one right now, I saw, whenever I looked into it. Um, it should be launching within the next year, so they're getting their sponsorships and all that stuff down. I just always thought that it was such a huge waste of talent on the women's side, because like, you'd go ahead and you'd play, like you'd do this all for four years, and your career is just done. Yeah. I just thought it was well, so sudden. So like, I think they have like. Well, there's the Olympics. Yeah, yeah they yeah. play in the Olympics every however many years. And I think there's an Olympic circuit where they play the other countries. But like, come on, you can have an actual league with like teams oh, yeah. in, in different cities and stuff. Have a draft, you know, pick players and stuff like that. I think it'd be cool. And honestly, like some of the broadcast talent isn't even that old. So like, imagine they start a league and then they're like, oh well, I, I want to go on that too, and then they get to. Yeah, go play in the league, or hell, they might even need them to be on the broadcast town. So that'd be pretty dope. There are some fantastic softball players. I like college softball. I like I like softball more than I like baseball. It's a quicker game, and I like women, so it helps. Um, 
But yeah, no, it would absolutely make more money than than the WNBA. The reason the WNBA doesn't make money, and we've had this this discussion before, is because it's not even close to the same level as the men's game in terms of what people like. What people like from basketball, because a majority of your NBA fans do not watch full games. They definitely don't watch a majority of regular season games. They watch playoffs and finals. And they're not in it for Spurs basketball either. They're not in it for that fundamental style of basketball. No. They are not in it for eight passes, find the open man, get the highest percentage shot. They want to see LeBron dunk over Jason Terry. They want to see John Morant dunk over whoever he tries to jump over next. They want to see Steph and Dame hit half-court shots. They want to see people do things that you cannot see at your local rec center. WNBA basketball is your local rec center, and that's fine. There are players in the WNBA that are absolutely fantastic. Sue Bird has had a fantastic career. She's basically the female Steph Curry in the WNBA. But people don't watch it. And the main reason is, when you look at WNBA highlights, it looks like your local rec league, but with really, really, really good players. Right? Like, it looks like D2, D3 men's basketball. I don't I don't think that there's any shame in bringing the goal down a little bit. There's, there's really not. I no. do not think that there is at all, but that's the argument that they're going to continue to have. I think it was Chauncey Bullops even said this on a broadcast to Candace Parker's face. What's wrong with bringing? And it might have been a, it might have been somebody else too. That was said it Chauncey it. or was it Tracy? It was either Chauncey or Tracy. It might have been both, honestly. Uh, I think it was Tracy first, but then I think Chauncey said something about it too, where it's just like. There's no shame in bringing down the goal a couple a couple feet, and then y'all can start doing the crazy stuff too. And then people will want to watch your league. I mean, and dude. Like, so it's not a matter of we don't think you can. It's just a matter of in game excitement and in game uh, fluidity. See, these women can dunk if there's nobody guarding them. A lot of them can, but in an actual game competition, it, it's just more difficult, right? Because you got somebody guarding you. The men, I guess. I don't know how to put this. I don't know how to put this. I guess. What are you trying to say? I'm not trying to say that men just naturally jump higher. But they do. I guess. You will not find a woman who plays in the WNBA who has a 48-inch vertical like Michael Jordan, who has a 45-inch vertical like Zion, who has a 42-inch vertical like a lot of dudes in the... I mean, you've got guys like who are 280 pounds and 7 foot tall that have 40 plus inch, ver, 40 plus inch verticals. I just looked it up. From the inception of the WNBA, which I think it was in the 90s at some point, maybe late 90s. As of September 2021, so the start of the WNBA season, this last WNBA season, I think. I don't know when it starts specifically. There were 28 or 29 total dunks in NBA history. WNBA history, sorry. There are games in the NBA where there are 28 or 29 dunks in the game. And every team plays 82 games. I mean, it's 15 times 82 is how many games are played. Uh every season. I mean it's a it's like a thousand something games are played. I'm sure the average is upwards of like ten dunks a game in the NBA. I could be lowballing that like crazy. 
people watch those highlights. We literally watched posterized dunks at 3 a.m. the other day. Put back dunks, posterized Put back dunks, missed dunks. We watched highlights of missed dunks from the NBA that were really crazy, and we were like, man, I wish he made that. When you only have 29 dunks, which are highlight plays, the women are not shooting out to 40 feet like Steph and Dame. They're not the alley-oops. They're not getting the putback dunks. They're not getting all of these things. When you have people who go and make fun of your league, low-light compilations of your, your teams missing five, six, seven, eight layups in a row for both teams back and forth, and you can't make a layup at the rim, there's something wrong. It's not a talent issue. It's just a low-light issue. Nobody wants to watch you when you can't produce the highlights. Not a lot of people like fundamental basketball. We do because we're we're huge basketball fans. And I, I was just, you, you worded it better than I was going to. I didn't know where I was trying to go with that. Like, I wasn't trying to say, like, the women can't. Like, I'm sure you're going to find a woman out there somewhere that's going to be able to cop 40-inch vert, you know? There's, yeah. there's probably somebody out there. But no. across the entirety of the WNBA, it's not going to be widely found. No. And if while they might be able to dunk on a regular size goal outside of, like, in practice or... In a game, it's more In a difficult. game, it's not, it's not practical. In a game, it's much more difficult. That's what I'm, I'm trying to get at. It would be a lot more exciting if they bring the goal down. It would make it easier for those highlight moments. Yeah. You know, I... The the reason that watching players in the NBA dunk is so cool is get things like Vince Carter dunking over Alonzo Mourning, who was basically seven foot tall. You get you get Kobe to Shaq on the lob. You get Kobe to Shaq lob in the playoffs. That goes D Wade to LeBron. D Wade to LeBron. It's a poster. LeBron absolutely putting his nuts in Jason Terry's face. Right. You get Jason Tatum over. LeBron James. Shout out to Jason Terry, though. You beat LeBron's ass in that one series. I love you, my boy. Anyway, when you don't have these highlight-level plays, which is what your majority of your consumers watch, if you if you go on Bleacher Report, House of Highlights, ESPN, right? you go and you watch NBA highlights, what are they showing? They're showing Steph, Steph Curry hitting a 40-foot bomb. They're showing John Moran dunking over somebody. They're showing Giannis Steele take three dribbles and go the full court. They're showing these fantastic feats that you cannot just go to your local YMCA and see on a, on a basketball court. And I, of every WNBA game that I've watched, I genuinely enjoyed watching it, but I'm, it's not something I'm going to watch on a regular basis. Because I like fundamental basketball. I like the Spurs when they destroyed the Heat with just a shit ton of passes and having open passes and, and having high IQ. I like that type of basketball. 90 plus percent of NBA fans are not going to be like that. They want the flashy plays. They want the Zions, the Steph. The... That's why people hated that, that Jokic won two, two MVPs in a row. Because he's slow, he's sluggish, and his, his basketball is not flashy. I'm going to pose another question to continue this conversation. We don't have to go on too much longer if you don't want. But do you think it's also partially because they're not doing a good job advertising to the average female player base or the fe- fe- female uh, the average female base? Yeah, yeah. yeah, female demographic. Because, I mean, obviously they're partnered with the NBA, and so the NBA is going to carry some of their um, load in terms of getting the name out there. 
All of it, but they carry all of their loyalty. So, so do you think it would be better if they start adhering towards the the women out there that that would want to watch, you know, other women play the sport? Is my question. I think absolutely. Do you think they need to start targeting that audience instead of like, oh, here's a men's basketball game? Oh, look, WNBA at like. So, I just looked it up. Uh, apparently, the NBA grew its female viewership. Uh, was up twenty three percent. Uh, women now make up fully one third of the NBA audience. Okay, women make up a third of the NBA audience. So it's not that there's a lack of women wanting to watch basketball. It is simply what I what I was telling you. Right? Are you going to tune into D three college football, or are you going to tune in LSU versus Alabama? Well, if if they're <laughs> If they're on at the same time, is what you're is what you're implying? At all. Okay. Um, if, if, if someone tells you, hey, man, I have my local community college football team, because they have one of those, apparently, and another community college football team, because they found two of them, and they're playing today, do you want to watch? Would you realistically say yes? I think the only way I'd watch is if it's a story like Wisconsin Whitewater... Or North Dakota State, right? Yeah. So it has to be intriguing. It has to be a storyline behind it. And someone has to push that storyline to you. Basically. Yeah. So you wouldn't be watching it purely for the talent, obviously. You'd Why be- not? Exactly. That's the issue with the WNBA is when you don't have House of High... Because here's the thing. The entire NBA season, I cannot watch a single minute of basketball. I get every poster dunk. I get every long three. I get every game-winning buzzer beater. I get every injury report. I get all of these things wrapped in one app. I can go on Twitter and see it. I can go on CBS Sports, ESPN. I can Google things, and it'll be on the front page of Google. Steph Curry drops 60, hits 10 threes, right? That never happens with the WNBA. I don't know if it's a marketing issue. I don't know if it's just they don't push hard enough. Or I don't know if it's just simply not having enough highlights. Because they have less teams than, than the NBA. And, you know, are they are they really just not playing the same level of basketball? I think they are at some points. I think lowering the rim would allow more females to dunk. You get more posters. It's cooler. Right, because even somebody like Brittany Griner, who's like I think six ten, she doesn't jump that high. So when she dunks, it's rim grazing one handers on the run. That's not a cool highlight. I want somebody to get yammed in the face. <laughs> right? It's cool when Nate Robinson, who's five foot nine, blocks seven foot six Yao Ming because it's a feat of of human strength and and size it's not that interesting when Brittany Griner has a running dunk when she's six foot ten it's the reason the other day by the way uh we were watching a a ton of dunks and every dunk that had Christoph Porzingis in it because there was a couple I don't I don't enjoy watching Christoph Porzingis dunk the ball because he's seven foot three and it's the most uninteresting thing ever he barely leaves the ground he dunks the ball. It's not that cool. It's not a highlight play. Unless you're a Mavericks or Wizards fan or Knicks fan who was watching at the point and he was playing on your team. It's just not that interesting. It'd be more int- intriguing probably, I think, if you're saying that 
if he was out on the perimeter crossing up Steph Curry. Exactly. Crossing up Kyrie Irving or exactly. a guard. Exactly. You think that would be more impressive is basically what you're trying to say. It's more impressive. It's the opposite. So essentially yes. like Nate Robinson dunking over Yao Ming is crazy. He gets a crazy speed yeah. strength. Yes. Or seeing the seven foot guy go out to the perimeter and get, get that you know, a yeah. shot that somebody normally wouldn't shoot. Yes. Is more impressive. And doing it at a high a high rate. Yeah. Would be more impressive. And Candace Parker, when she was talked talked to about this, had a somewhat decent point. Is basketball only about dunking? No. You're still playing high-level basketball. But the the reason people tune into the NBA is because they know there's a potential. I can see a historic dunk. I can see somebody drop 60 points. I can see these players who all have the potential, almost, to go crazy and do these amazing things. While we're on that point, too, there's no denying it is the most efficient shot in basketball. And if the if the goal is to get the ball in the rim and score the most points, why not have the most efficient shot in basketball? There is a reason that for a wide point in NBA history, the center was the most valuable position in basketball. We're talking about Bill Russell won. We already know it. Eight rings as a player, three as a coach. He was a coach, and he was playing as a coach, wasn't he, too? Uh, I think he was a coach player. He was a player coach for like two or three seasons that he also won. Kareem, Wilt, Shaq, Hakeem, right? Bill Walton. Almost all teams before shit, even the early 2010s, almost every team had a dominant center. the the core of their winning roster. It's it's only lately where we see the Warriors don't really have a dominant center. The the Raptors didn't. The Cavs didn't really have a dominant center. The Bucks didn't even really have one. They had Giannis, but he's a small four power forward, right? He's a he's a athletic forward. There's a reason that guys who towered over their defenders, who could get you in the paint, back you down, and put the ball either directly in the hoop with a dunk or almost directly in it with a layup or a close shot. There's a reason that they were the most valuable players. And and obviously this is going to bring up a topic and we might as well just squash it while we can because for every single point there's an equal but opposite counterpoint. You're going to hear us say this a lot. It's just just a fact of life. It's just a matter Mm -hmm. of life. Oh, but isn't the three-point shot more efficient than the, the dunk? No. In actuality, it's not, because if you look at the amount of time that it takes to set up a lot of these three-point shots, you're going to go, oftentimes you're going to go a lot deeper in the shot clock to get those those passes, the, you know, you're dribbling, you're, you're dribbling your guy down to get him off, like off you on the perimeter to get yeah. the spacing, whatever. A lot of times, it's a lot more simple to get a pick-and-roll kind of situation going, drive into the, into the paint, or just getting your big guy to back him down, get enough separation, bullet a guy in, and just get the dunk. You, if you can get you, say you say you hit three three pointers, nine points, but it takes you twenty seconds to do each. Right, that's what a full minute off the clock. Yeah, sixty seconds. But say you go down the court and you get, um, screw it. Let's go with um six two point shots. 
you get you're scoring twelve, so you're scoring three more than what they would. But you 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 do it in um say let's say ten seconds a piece, ten to twelve seconds a piece off the shot clock. Mm-hmm. Isn't that more efficient because you're doing it in less time? Well, something also that people don't take into account is when you're down below and you're in the paint, the percentage of times that you're going to get fouled while taking those shots is so much higher. So now you have an extra chance to make that two-pointer into a three-point play. While the clock is also stopped. While the clock is because stopped. Because whenever you, know, you shoot your free throws, clock stopped. It's altogether. been said before, if Shaq was an average league three-point shooter, he would be the all-time points leader. If Shaq was an average th- uh, free throw shooter and not shooting at or below 50% for his career, he would have led the league every year in scoring. That's how dominant Shaq was. It's because he was down below in that post. There's a reason guys like Carl Malone. There's a reason that the seven-second uh, seven offense with, with Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire works so well is because it's quick. You break down the defense. You get quick scoring opportunities. You don't take as much time off the clock. You don't let the defense get set. And you get those free throw opportunities when you're inside. There's a reason it works. Basically, we say this to say, hey, WNBA, dunk more. And you'll probably get more viewers, to be honest with you. So, now that we have that over, we've already began talking about basketball. In the last month, the NBA Finals concluded, the Warriors. You called that one. I was on the other side. I stuck with my pick, though. I I didn't flip flop. I stuck with my pick. Uh, It's a series, though. But Jason Tatum definitely needs to show up more. I likely think that that we're going to see, it's either going to be, I think, them or the Bucks for the next at least two to three years coming out of the East. So I do think that the Sixers have a chance. I know you don't think that. I, I just don't think Harden's it anymore, man. I don't think Harden has to be it. That's my thing. I don't think Harden has to drop 30 a game. I think Harden can play make. I think he still can score the ball. I think you lean on Joel as your main, your main primary scorer. You still have Tobias Harris. You still have your perimeter defenders in your lineup. I think that team could work out. Uh, he just signed a two-year extension, so he's committed. And we haven't seen a fully committed James Harden on a possibly championship-winning roster, if ever. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. I think they have a chance. It's going to be interesting to see Atlanta with DeJounte Murray and Trey Young. If you ask me, I don't think it's going to be as crazy as people think. I think DeJounte Murray is a fantastic young player, super great at defense. I think. The mix of him and Trey Young is going to be something that takes a while to get used to for them. I don't think they're going to be a duo that scores 55, 60 points a game. I don't think Trey Young continues. Like, I don't think Trey Young continues being Trey Young if DeJounte Murray also takes up a role in that offense as big as he had with the Spurs and vice versa. If Trey Young continues to be the Trey Young we know, DeJounte Murray doesn't flourish as much. And, and if DeJounte Murray comes in and takes over ball handling, so, responsibilities and things like that for some possessions Trey Young doesn't shine as much I think it's an interesting mix of a super offensive guard with no defense and a super defensive guard with solid offense it's going to be interesting to see um I don't know I, th- I to be honest with you I don't know if the Celtics are going to do what they did this year and make it back a lot of things worked out for them well, I'm also going on the assumption, too, like, if you look at their pickups that they made for agency so far, since free agency's actively going on, we can talk about that, too. Uh, getting Brogdon, that's a good role player. 
Uh, I don't think he's going to slide in the starting lineup. I don't think there's a world where you no. put him in the starting lineup. You don't have to. Um, yeah, realistically, great six man for them. Uh, Michael Brogdon, great college player. Virginia was amazing when he was there. I think did they win the championship with Brogdon there, or was that? I don't know. Don't, I don't ask me. I don't think so. Uh, but they were they were very good whenever he was in college uh, at Virginia. Uh, and he's he's coming to the NBA with high expectations, but I mean he's been kind of mediocre. But if anything, he is a very reliable um, bench player. Whenever you put him under less uh, uh, less stress of long minutes, he's a very reliable bench player. And then uh, they also got um, who else did they pick up off? Uh, I don't know. I free agency or uh, a trade? I can't remember. I don't quite remember. Uh, my thing about the Celtics is. Rob Will wasn't healthy a decent amount of time. Rob Will showed he is ridiculous. He's, I mean, he's one of the premier defensive bigs in the league at this point. He proved himself with that. Jason Tatum has to show up. Your superstar has to show up. He clearly didn't. Jalen Brown. Gallinari. Yeah. Gallinari. That, also another, that, that just happened yesterday. Yeah, also another solid bench player. So they're getting better, but the thing is, they're going to lose one or two pieces just because that's how contracts work in free agency. Jason Tatum has to show up. Marcus Smart is not going to have another defensive player of the year year. It's rare for a guard to win that. He's not going to get worse defensively, I don't think, but he's not going to have the same level that he did this year. He was just at an intrinsic level. I mean, the dude was playing really, really, really fantastic. Al Horford played well for them. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, he's he's up there in age now. He's getting older. He's 36 to 37. I Something think. like that. Um, so he's getting older. Will he be able to continue and, and keep his step? I don't know. I'm not saying they can make it. I'm just saying I'm, 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 I'm going to hold off judgment. Chris Middleton being hurt definitely hurt the Bucks, and I think they, they can absolutely make it back. They got, uh, who is it, uh, one of the Bogdanoviches from Utah. Who was it? Um, also, Dante, I'm pretty sure Dante DiVincenzo. Not Bogdanovich. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. They got a really good 3 and D guy from 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 Utah. It might have been, I think DiVincenzo might have gone to the Celtics too. Or might, did he go to the Warriors? Uh, n- I don't know if he. He left the Bucks though, for sure. He went somewhere. I remember that. He did leave the Bucks. Um, I was just trying to add to the point that the Celtics added some good pieces. I don't know. Um. The one thing that I can say though is the East is miles more easy to, is miles easier to predict than the West at this point. That's, he he's a Golden State now. Okay. Um, well, the, the East is miles easier to predict than the West. It has been for a while, um, because there's a clear four teams. The Nets aren't going to make it anymore with KD and Kyrie. Even if they somehow decide to go forward with KD, Kyrie, and, and Ben Simmons, that that's not a team that's going to make it that far. Again, um, so you realistically have the Heat, the Bucks, the Celtics, and you have another team between 76ers, the Sixers, the Hawks who made it a couple years ago. And you you really only have four or five teams are even going to be able to make it that far. In the West, you have far more. You have the Suns who made it two years ago, couldn't make it this year. Uh, there's questions about Chris Paul. The Mavs got better, and they were in the conference finals. They added Christian Wood. They lost Jalen Brunson, but I don't think that's as big of a loss. 
the Pelicans get Zion Williamson back, and they push the Suns with an actually good Chris Paul to six, and Chris Paul played perfect for them to win in six. You ha- you have the Warriors who, ju- who just won. You have the Memphis Grizzlies who possibly could have won against the Warriors if Jaw stays, even though they played fantastic. I mean, for for a team to lose its superstar and go twenty and two during a twenty two game stretch in in the regular season. You're fantastic. So that's automatically five teams who I think, if things line up for them, which they do for every championship winning team, if things line up for those teams, they can absolutely go and win it, win a championship, right? If Zion comes back and the Pelicans players play as good as they played last year, just by adding Zion, you become championship caliber. You add Christian Wood to that Mavs team who needed some length, they become championship caliber. If Chris Paul plays well, the Suns can be back. The Warriors are obviously championship caliber. They just won, which we'll continue talking about in a second. The Grizzlies are right there. You have teams like the the Timberwolves who made the playoffs and added Rudy Gobert. I know, I know that you like to you like to bring up the point that the that the Grizzlies had an a, a, an insane record without Ja, but I would even venture to say that uh, who did they play in the playoffs that series? They beat the T Wolves, didn't they? Uh, was the Grizz T Wolves? I don't know. Or was it Clippers? I don't remember, but they lost to the Warriors. Um, so they but lost to the Warriors. It was like a six or seven game series. I would have argued that if they could have had Jaw in that series, they might have even pulled it out, and we would have seen an entirely different possibly, playoffs. possibly. But they didn't, and that's why I'm saying if things line up for these teams, right? If te- if things line up for the T Wolves, they can win. They just Added Rudy Gobert, who's a, who is your anchor on defense now. He's he, he's going to take Cat, and Cat can play power forward now, which he likes playing, switch them out. He's a fantastic scorer. They've got Ant, who's going crazy. So that's two teams already who didn't even make it that far. And then you've got the Warriors, who won. you got the Suns, who were there to go. you got the Warriors to run for their money. It's not a length. And they add a guy with length who can defend and also shoot the three ball. You have the Pelicans who gave the Suns a run for their money. I mean, that's six teams instead of your solid three, and then you add another fourth in the East. Not even mentioning the Nuggets. That's true. Jokic and Murray. Murray's going to be coming back this year. Michael Porter's going to be healthy, too. Last time we saw Murray, he was really good. Last time we saw Jamal Murray, he was dropping 50 in the bubble. Now it's the bubble. And if you know me, you know my feelings about the bubble. I think the bubble doesn't count for shit. But at the same time, if you can drop 50 in the bubble, you can probably drop 35 outside. <laughs> like, Jamal Murray, I'm super high on Jamal Murray. The things that he was doing in the bubble was impressive. And we still have yet to see where where the the demands for trades or the request for trades is going to is gonna happen. Even if Kyrie goes to the Lakers, they're not going to. No, no, not, not, the <laughs> not the Lakers. Not the Lakers. That's not what I was even talking about. We saw, we saw Dame. Post something. Dame is on Dame Instagram. Katie. That's true. That's true. I think Dame and KD would honestly be. Dame's just more consistent than than Kyrie is. That's why that didn't work out. It's just a guy that's going to go out and play a majority of your regular season games, and he's going to give it your all in the playoffs too. Dame and KD doesn't shit for me, but it gives every team an absolute shit scare. They they win at least one series. And with just the this, this sheer dominant scoring of Dame and KD, I think it's too spotty. I think they're going to have too many games where they both aren't scoring well, uh, and they're not going to win just because 
when you just have Dame and KD, and then they don't have too much help besides them, it's just not a champion. But that's another quest that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Making it if, in, if. if. That's a big yeah, if. That's, that's true. We're, that's going to be the biggest if the entire offseason until it happens. It's just KD and Kyrie go. Uh, uh, if they get traded. Utah, as Ryan Windhorst said, is likely going in a rebuild period. It's going to be if they keep Donovan Mitchell, they might even look to ship him out. Uh, man, that I like Donovan Mitchell. If I'm Utah, I don't ship him out. But the thing with not shipping him out is you're not committing to a, a full rebuild because you don't want to piss off your star and just exactly. say, "Hey, buddy, I know <laughs> you're." you're gonna- I know you're young and you're one of the premier superstars in this league. Two or three years here while we wait to get you more help. But look, dog, we we might win sixty in three years. Okay, so you know, uh, take this money and find a hobby because it's not going to be winning basketball games. Doing that is a is is a challenge uh, because we've seen stars leave teams because they just weren't fast enough at at winning. Uh, I mean, players players leave teams who make playoffs and 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 don't win. So we forgot probably the biggest fucking thing out of the entire talk that we can have about the West Conference, the Western Conference. Fucking Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are back, and they added John yo, Wall. That's yo, that's a good team. My thing with Paul George and John Wall is dog. The pregame dances between those two dudes are going to be fucking awesome. We're not even going to talk about the other team from LA at this point. That's just no, not. It's useless. But I want to. Uh, <laughs> I want to. Or do you really want to talk about LeBron James? No, I, I, I kind of want to talk about the other guy. <laughs> Which one? Because there's two of them that you can make fun of. That's two. true. That's true. That's true. But uh, I'll just start talking about it in general. LeBron's too old. He ain't winning another ring. Even if he gets Kyrie, the West's too big. Fuck you. If you a Lakers fan, it's not happening. My dad's a Lakers fan. I love that man. But he just got to know by now. LeBron ain't winning another one with the Lakers. He's going to have to wait a couple years. Russ sucks. Whichever team gets him does not get uh, majorly better to become a championship winning roster. Even if the Lakers get Kyrie, which at this point we don't know if they will or not. They're not going to win. AD is too injury prone. LeBron's too old. And Kyrie doesn't want to fucking play basketball. And if you have those three players, who else do you pay? Oh, you got Lonnie Walker? He averaged 10. They got another guy who averaged 6. That's two players that average a total of 16 fucking points. You cannot have three dudes who average 20 plus and then have no one. It's not going to work. If you're a Lakers fan, I'm sorry for you because your organization sucks ass. And I hope you're stuck with Russ for another for another season. I hope you don't get Kyrie because I'm going to laugh at you. For the people who listen regularly, this has been your regularly scheduled, scheduled uh, LeBron James rant. For those of you that don't know, I, I don't deny that LeBron James is probably at least the second best player of all time. I just dislike him to an amount that is rather surprising for a lot of people. Anyways, we're talking about... <laughs> NBA and greatness. I mean, Steph Curry got another ring. But you posed the question earlier to me, mentioning off of Ray Allen's thing that he said about LeBron James. Oh, yeah. Uh, where, you know, 
give me the quote again. Okay, so basically... I don't want to mess it up. Uh, Ray Allen, who we all know hit that super clutch three to help LeBron win another one of his rings. If he doesn't, LeBron only has three. Um, right, three? Yeah, three. Yeah, three. Anyway, uh, he was being uh, videoed in public by these uh, by these guys, and they were talking to him, and Ray Allen was having a conversation with this guy, and he was basically saying, like, LeBron is not the GOAT, and the other guy was arguing for LeBron being the GOAT, and Ray Allen said, is LeBron a great free-throw shooter? No. Is he a great three-point shooter? No. Is he a great dribbler? No. And his point was, if you're not great at those things, then how can you be the GOAT? And my question was, if the criteria from Ray Allen, which it's it's a different criteria that I haven't heard from people. Normally, it's not about specific skills. It's it's more, you know, just basketball as a whole. Basketball as a whole. But if you divide it up into those skills, who is genuinely, we don't even have to say great, who is great or above average at all categories of basketball to the point where they are the greatest of all time. They are in that argument. Uh, we asked that question. It's a very small discussion, by the way. It's Oh, it's a, it's it's, a very small group of players. It's maybe four, five. Very small group of players. We're talking about, I think Steph Curry's up there because he does everything at an elite level offensively. I think the things that get him are rebounding and defense, defense, things like that. And I think that keeps him out of the GOAT discussion. I think the two guys that are up there are Kobe and Mike. They're basically 1A, 1B in terms of Mike was the original. Kobe was the carbon copy. Kobe did the three-point shooting and, and, and things better than Mike, but maybe his defense wasn't quite as good, even though it was elite. Uh, Mike has one more ring. Kobe went to one little more bit, finals. A little bit more bounce on Mike. For, for, let's, let's rephrase that. Not more bounce necessarily. Early Kobe was jumping out of the building, too, probably just as well as Mike. But, you know, the injuries got to him more than they yeah. did to Mike. So Mike was still jumping almost at 40 years old, whereas Kobe yeah. had to rely more on his mid-range game, his fades, his, his subtle little moves yeah. that he would get you with. And... If we're talking about being great in those categories, I think we have to go Kobe, just in terms of this conversation with Ray Allen, because Michael Jordan had those points in his career where he shot below 20% from three. The caveat to that is, the counter-argument to it at least, is Michael Jordan was so transcendently good at mid-range play. It did not matter who was guarding him. It did not matter if it was a double team. If he wanted to get that shot off, he would, and it would go in. He said that he, in quite a few interviews, he didn't want to add the three-pointer to his game until it basically became necessary in the early 2000s when he was with the Wizards, where he shot, like I think, above 200 threes in a season, maybe like once or near it, and he shot above league average, I think. Uh, so when he he could hit threes, at an above-average clip, like we were saying. But I think Kobe shot way more threes in his career. I think the clutch shots are kind of even between... It's pretty even. Between Mike and Kobe. It's pretty even. Um, so I think the discussion in terms of Ray Allen 
if we're talking about it, it's Mike or Kobe, and LeBron is just he's he's not there in terms of of Mike and Kobe. They can dribble better. They are obviously better free throw shooters. Uh, LeBron has had seasons where he's be, he's better at three. He shoots more. He's got more volume. That's true. But he doesn't have them on the dribbling. He doesn't have them on the free throw shooting. He definitely doesn't have them on the free throw shooting. That's a big knock on LeBron. And I think the biggest thing that doesn't get brought up in the GOAT discussion is if you're the greatest of all time, you have to have a killer instinct about you. And LeBron just doesn't. That's the reason he only has four of ten. Yeah, I mean, we saw it from him in the Heat series versus, uh, I think it was OKC when you went like yes, crazy. it was him and Durant. Uh, that was Durant's welcome to the league, essentially, moment. We saw him with the killer instinct that year against OKC. That, well, we that's saw the discussion him. that we had the other night. Who would you take if, if you had separate individual versions of a, of a specific player? That one year of Heat, LeBron James, it might have even been the year they lost. Just Heat, LeBron James in general versus – Cavaliers LeBron James went to the three finals in a row. Yeah. And then him and Kyrie paired together, dropped 40 plus in a series on average, or 30 plus in a yeah. series on average. Her guy. Like, what would you take? You know, he, yeah. he he's done it a few times. There's like that shot over the Raptors. The Raptors were always the team that was in his way in the East, and he always had to beat them. There are moments. We're not saying there's not moments. At it. But it's, oh. it's, overall, it's not. Mike and Kobe's game. I would I would simply have to argue if you put LeBron on the Bulls instead of Mike, or you put LeBron on the Lakers instead of Kobe, I think he wins just as many probably. But if you put Kobe or Mike on the teams that LeBron's had those ten years, I think they win more. I think there's just more killer instinct. I think they take over more. Their defense is better, and yeah, they play different different positions and it would look different, but just simply adding them instead of LeBron, again, taking nothing away from LeBron. There's a reason he got there 10 times. That in itself is a crazy achievement that neither Mike or Kobe could do. But I do think if you add them to those teams, they win more than LeBron. And the only other person that I could think of to bring the discussion was going to be Kevin Durant. KD too. Uh, But but the, the issue with KD is, can we see him lead his own team? Can we see him lead his own team? And the thing also is, in the GOAT discussion, outside of of Ray Allen's point, I'm going to also add LeBron has the single-game explosions where he goes off for 50-60. Kobe had 81. Mike had multiple 60-point games. Mike averaged 37 in a season. I think KD's high is like in the 40s. Like His career high is in the 40s. If I'm... It's 48 or 52, I think. I could be wrong. I could look stupid. Maybe he dropped a high this season that was better. But as far as before this season. 55. 55. For the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, there we go. Against the Hawks. So his season high before now was, I think, high 40s, low 50s. He just put up 55. And that's a high for his career. And we're talking about people refer to him as the greatest scorer of all time. Right? People say... If KD wants a shot, he can get it. He's right. going to get a bucket. He, he, will, he will give you a bucket. He's going to put some points on your head. He will, but 
the thing that keeps KD out of the go discussion, if we're if we're not bringing up rings and we're not bringing up the fact that he did so, lead teams, found career best in ranking. Let's look at this real quick. Uh, season highs. That's minutes played. Where's the points? Fifty five. 50 against the Clippers in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty good numbers for playoffs. Um, I'm not saying KD can't put someone ahead. I thought he going to show more games. Like he's going to show like a track record. Yeah. Like so, I mean, it's fine. Um, I'm not saying KD can't put points in your head. I'm just saying there's the caveat. He joined the Warriors to win his rings. Where he had to go join a team, he hasn't been able to lead one by himself. He left OKC even though we, even though they were up three one. That's why KD's not in the go discussion. Not that he really was in the first place, but we're bringing it up because of if you look at Ray Allen's criteria, KD has to be in the go discussion at that point because he does everything at a solid level at least. Yeah. That was the only other person that I could think to add in. And this also brings up into another discussion where we can segue again. We've said it plenty of times with modern medicine. Who would have who would have played longer careers that would have changed the entirety of what we have today? You look at Tracy. Tracy and Kobe were like one, one and two. That was such a good matchup when they were both healthy. Whenever mm-hmm. at the starts, you know their careers, and then Tracy had the injury bug. Grant Hill was another person that was really polished all around. What would have happened if Grant Hill could have played, you know, longer or would have had a, a more a better career? Um, D Rose, D Rose, Brandon Roy. Uh, there's Greg plenty Golden. of names that we could have seen. Yao Ming. A lot different outcomes of what's happened, and we could have seen a lot different goat discussion. All, all in all, uh, I think if if Kobe doesn't have to play, if Kobe doesn't have to play the Spurs, Mavs, Suns of that time, the the. Drawing a blank, uh, Nuggets with Melo and AI, uh, and AI. Uh, the Thunder because he got caught by the Thunder mm-hmm. one year. If he doesn't have to play all those teams in the West, we might even see him have the six or seven rings. Yeah. If Shaq would have stayed, there's so many hypotheticals that you can get into about. Yeah. Uh, but at this point right now, I think just it's a matter of there's only two. There's the prototype, Michael Jordan. And there's the finished product in Kobe Bryant, and that's that's who, where you can end the in the discussion at. I think that if we're just talking about career wise, Kobe Bryant far too low for what he did. I, I think people like if you have one or number two, Kobe can be further than five behind them because Kobe Bryant is Michael Jordan esque, right? himself is basically his little brother Kobe Bryant and even perfected certain things better than Mike and while we're at this point let's let's pause real quick because this is an interesting discussion to have since we brought up Durant him being the possible to stop school I didn't I didn't say that well that's how a lot of people like to paint him out to be he, it's definitely not a lot of people like to paint him out to be oh, he's the impossible to stop score um so um, there's a clip where Kobe said at the beginning where he's like, man, I'm having trouble figuring this guy out. I'm having trouble figuring this guy out. Mm-hmm. Then I, I see it. He doesn't like going to his left. Mm-hmm. And so then KD develops his left. He polishes his game a lot more. 
Mm-hmm. And Kobe said that, that was his one regret that he had in his career ever is that he never figured out a way to stop uh, to to get Durant uncomfortable mm-hmm. past that. Um, but you know, in the time that he had before his death, rest in peace. Um, watching just watching the game, probably I know he probably watched some 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 games and probably saw some of KD. He probably figured it out not being on the court. He was probably able to watch the game and was like, okay, I would have been able to do that eventually. Well, they have figured it out. I mean, the Celtics figured it out this year. The thing with a guy like Kevin Durant is the same with a thing like Steph Curry, LeBron, Mike, Kobe, Shaq, T-Mac, Gilbert Arenas back in the day, even though I don't agree with a lot of the things he says. Uh, those guys, it's not a stop. You cannot stop them. You can barely slow them down. You just throw bodies at them and hope they miss. You guard their teammates so they don't get easy passes. You maybe throw doubles at them so they get frustrated and they begin to take bad shots. But in the end, they will get the shots that they want, right? We saw it with somebody like Giannis when he won against the Suns. In that game six, he drops 50. There's transcendent players that can not only create their own shot, they will will a shot into creation out of just sheer, I'm going to get a fucking bucket. And they do it. And uh, I think KD is one of those players, but I think the way that you handle those players is like the Celtics handled them. It it has to be a perfect storm. It's like the Pistons when they played the Lakers on their possible four-peat that they stopped. Kobe Bryant, you play Shaq straight up. You deal with the point. You deal with the fact that Shaq's going to give you twenty-six, twenty-seven a game. You maybe send him to the free throw line, but you double Kobe. You shade off a of Kobe. You do as many possible things to make the game harder for Kobe, make him take bad shots, make him take rush shots, make him pass to teammates, and get him frustrated so he takes bad shots even more. And that's how the Pistons won that series. You cannot simply stop a star like that. You have to get in their head. Uh, We saw it when the Cavs beat the Warriors in 16. When they were up 3-1, they came back reverse sweep. Almost. Katie or uh, sorry, Kyrie and LeBron were averaging upwards of thirty and uh, thirty and a half, like thirty-five plus points per game per player in that series on games they won. I think I think that's the stat. There's just some players you can't stop. You can barely slow them down. You you have to be in their head, or you just simply have to deal with the fact that they score. KD is one of those players, but. I don't think he's one of those players to the to the point that he showed us he can lead a team with that. Right? He tried an OKC. The Warriors came back. He did it with the Warriors, but, I mean, if you're talking about super teams, they are. He tried it with the Nets. It didn't work. Right? He almost did, but his feet are huge and his shoes are too big. And he shot on the line. Right, so he still has more to prove. I don't think he's close to the go conversation. It's just like like I was saying that Ray Allen discussion got us kind of talking. 
Something else I want to bring up is Steph Curry's got four rings now. Where in the GOAT discussion is he now? Right? I think, in my mind, he passed Magic with this last season as the greatest point guard of all time. So if you're the greatest point guard of all time, you're going to be top 10. He's top 10 all time. Where is he top 10 all time? Is he just outside of the top five? Is he in the top five? Is he in your top three? Is he your GOAT? I think only Warriors fans have him as the GOAT, but I think he's getting up there. He adds another ring. He adds a ton more points. Something like that. Where is Steph Curry in the GOAT conversation? It's just an interesting question that I have. because He's got four rings now. He's been there, what, I think six times now? Because they lost, lost the Raptors, lost, lost the Cavs. Cavs. Yeah. He's four and six in the finals. He's got four rings. He's more efficient in the finals than LeBron at this point, and LeBron's in the GOAT conversation. He does a ton of things at an elite level. He's got a shit ton more time to play. He can win another ring. They're poised to do that, definitely. We got in the discussion with Kobe, all right, and we kind of said that um, people kind of look at him like he's lesser than Mike or whatever, but, I mean, he has more lifetime points than Mike does. And He does? Yes, he does. Uh, Mike has 41, um, 41,010. Uh, Kobe has 48,643. I mean, he did play more games than Mike did. But he does have more points all the time than Mike did. So I, I mean that's an that's an argument that can continue mm-hmm. to be had until the end of until the, the end of time. Are you sure that's points? Yeah, it's the points. I'm I'm looking from NBA.com. Uh, I'm I'm what I'm trying to find where Curry is on the all-time scoring list. That's what I'm I'm looking for. Um, wait, or am I looking at minutes? No, I looked at minutes. Yeah. I, oh I, shit! I was about to say Same that's thing. definitely not. Points. Sorry, I, I lied. Uh, points. I bet points. Uh, Kobe still has more points than uh, than MJ does. Uh, it's three uh, thirty three thousand six hundred forty three for Kobe, thirty two thousand two hundred ninety two for MJ. So I mean, but he, he he played more games. So I mean, it's an argument that could be had until the end of time, though. Regardless, there will never be an actual goat consensus. I don't think. Uh, uh, in look, any sport, right now, Kevin Durant sits at twenty first. I get. Is there a way to organize this shit? There has to be. There's no way that you can't organize this list. I I think it was organized because I was looking at the same thing. All time leaders points stat category points totals. Hold on, let's see. Points. I'm pretty sure it's organized. Yeah, he's he, he's he's 21st all time. Okay. I just want to make sure. I didn't know if it was... Yeah, so KD 21st all time, and then where... Steph's tw- uh, 47. Really? Yeah. That's wild. But, I mean, Steph's only played 826 games. Yeah, I would have thought that he would have been a little bit further up there by now. But... But... He's only like 5,000 behind KD, and KD has another... 100 games? 100 games on him, yeah. 
don't know. That's going to be an interesting thing to see. And Steph's, Steph's started slower. I don't think all-time points is a definite GOAT discussion winner or killer. Like, I don't think LeBron taking over and having the most points in history automatically makes no, him No, I was, I was just trying to think of another thing um, to add to the Curry uh, to Curry's argument. Well, you know, if he gets those extra two, if he were if he were to match Mike, you know, then yeah. what else do we look at? I don't even think he has to get two to match Mike. If he gets another one, he's he's up there because he was beating LeBron in those who people have in their go discussion. That's the thing that I think really puts him there uh, and legitimizes his bid for it is the fact that he beat LeBron those times for those rings. He came back, he beat the Celtics this year, so he overcame the adversity, the greatest three-point shooter ever. Like, we know all of those things about him. It's just an interesting conversation. I'm not saying he's the GOAT. I'm not saying he's in the GOAT discussion, the GOAT discussion yet. It's just where in your top ten, where in your top five, wherever you have him, where is he? I think he's top ten now. I think he's the greatest point guard of all time. I just think he does things better offensively than Magic does. Magic might pass a little better than he does. Magic has better defense. But I think the offensive prowess that Curry has is just so above and beyond what Magic had. Uh, Not discounting Magic. I just think it counts for so much more. He's just got a gravity around him. Uh, It's just an interesting discussion. They just won. They're poised to win another one. It's going to be, I, I cannot wait till this next year. I'm a Pelicans fan. Zion comes back. I'm so excited. Uh, I mean, look, hell's for the fucking shit, baby. I don't really have anything else to add to that. I don't know, dude. We 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 talked about uh, hating one guy because he's an asshole and he, uh, he, he does illegal sex work. Then we talked about illegal sex work. Uh, and then we went from illegal sex work to uh, Twitter. Twitter. Elon Musk. And Elon Musk. Uh, from there, it was... Wasn't there a segue there? Oh, Toby Keith and cancer. Toby Keith and Which, cancer. So while we're at it, fuck cancer, too. Fuck that guy. Who likes that guy? Oh, yeah, fuck cancer, though. Uh, That's why I'm a Taurus. I wait, think... Wait, I don't know, wait, actually. Wait, wait, we also have to say fuck cancer because of, uh, of Technoblade, dude. Oh yeah, that was trending on Twitter. Minecraft YouTuber. Um, I don't know. Want to do a little life talk, like where we're going in life, what we're doing? I'm just trying to not be poor. Phil, I just got accepted from grad school, so that's gonna be coming. Hopefully, we can keep this going. I don't know how busy the schedule's gonna be. Uh, so I have to deal with that. Dog. Just fucking blow the school up. Automatic pass? Yeah, automatic pass, baby. No. For legal purposes, Mr. FBI man, I'm not going to blow up the fucking school. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I don't know. I got that I'm going to have to do. I do want to keep this going, though. We've had pretty good reception, I think, from the people that have been willing to listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to y'all. Uh, shout out to Boss. Boss, he listens to every single episode, and he enjoys them, and he asks for more. He wants to know when we're coming out with more. Shouts out. Uh, we had a person say that we were like the Joe Rogan younger of the younger demographic, so that's a huge shout. Absolutely. Still appreciate that. Thank you for that. Uh, side note, if you're watching and you got this far, I love you. You're an amazing person, and that's an amazing... Uh, um, 
comparison. I really appreciate that, that that person said with the Joe Rogan of the younger younger generation because I like Joe Rogan. The thing is, uh, we don't do drugs. We're we're just we're just this stupid naturally. So um, take that how you will. Yeah. Uh, so what's next? I mean, you started streaming. Mm-hmm. You stream more often. You need to turn it on so you can get to the affiliate status and make you some money off of it. I do. But uh, I'm. I just go back and forth with: Do I want to do this? or Do I not want to do this? It's just it's so boring sometimes. I just some people aren't watching. It's just like, mm-hmm. am I just turning this on to just have some nice clips? Like, but I did go look through some old clips the other day, like all the way back, and I was like, mm-hmm. those are some fun moments. Like, this is what I was doing it for initially. Was like, just I, I was playing with friends, and I wanted to see like, yeah, that was funny, or like mm-hmm. this was this was cool. So I don't know. I need to get back to that. I think I need to get my seed squad back together in order to get more of that going again. But that'll come. I enjoy Apex. What I, the other thing I've been streaming a lot. I think I think you'd enjoy just video games in general more if you had an internet connection at your own home. And it was reliable. It's it, that was reliable. It's, it's really it makes no sense though. Literally half a mile down the road, there's wired connections that are good. Cox, AT and T, like half a mile down the road. Why don't you come back here? Expand your consumer base. There would be people that want it. Because there's people that down the road that all try just satellite, and it's all bad. They all say it's bad. So that would be instant, like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll pay for it. Mm-hmm. Oh. We'd probably switch our whole package from DirecTV to Cox. Look, man, all I can tell you is 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 do what we did. Because the reason they came is because a shit ton of people in the area just started bugging them, including my parents. I probably have to go door to door just be like, hey, I'm your neighbor. Look, we really would like internet back here. Sign a petition. Would you be okay? Feel like sign this for me? Like show it. Bring it to the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you would definitely have to do something like that because and, there's a reason that they haven't done it yeah, so far. Yeah, and and like Gray and Gray and Milk comes in my stream and they're like, get a PC. I'm like, it's not that I can't afford it. It's just like, what am I going to use it for? Yeah. Because like, I wouldn't be able to do updates in my own house on things. Like, it'd have to be minuscule things. Mm-hmm. Like, these big games and stuff that I would need to play or like, to stream or whatever. Like, even just the sheer output of streaming. Like, at home, it's fine because I'm streaming at low quality. Mm-hmm. Like, just enough that I can get by that it'll, it'll be okay. Yeah. But like, uh, what would be the point of having this Ferrari, if I can't drive it at 120 miles an hour, you know. Well, um, can't normally do that anyway. Well, it's just a, it's <laughs> an exaggeration to try and explain my scenario, so, my friend. No, but, but it's true. Yo, and then also there's the issue of like how fast the PC specs change too. So if I buy one, whatever, and I just let it kind of sit there, what's going to happen with like you know upgrades and stuff like that? You know, yeah. I I don't want to buy it just yet. I don't want to jump the gun too soon. It's the same thing on my monitor. Like, McGray told me, like, why didn't you just get one for 120 FPS? I'm like, well, Gray, like, this fits what I have now. Mm-hmm. I can always get another one later. Like, it was, it was, it was cheap. It's a good monitor, though. Good monitor, though. It was, it was good monitor. I think I paid 800 for it. I don't remember how much it was. I, don't I honestly don't remember how much it was. Soundboard was, like, 500 bucks. That was a great investment. And then the the monitor was, like... I don't remember how much. It, it, was, it wasn't bad. It was on sale, though. It would have been... It was on sale when I got it, but I was going to get it from the open box at Best Buy, but they told me I was going to have to order the cable from the company. I was just like, fuck that. That's going to take forever. It, it, mm-hmm. 
I didn't feel like going through like the bells and whistles trying to get that. Yeah. So I don't know. We like to continue doing this. I think it's just so hard to keep track and do everything ourselves. I guess you could say it's easy though to just sit here, record, and then pop it up on Spotify or oh, yeah. Apple Music. But the next step is likely going to be we make a Twitch account for the podcast. And we stream it. And then we stream it live. We're just sitting here, which we're sitting here next to your monitor now. You have a webcam. Yeah. And then we trim the trim the VOD and post it or whatever. People can watch live. People can not watch live. It's whatever. Yeah. You know? Because um, we'll put the stuff up on YouTube. Um, we'll also talk about doing reactionary content a little bit on the... Fielers channel. Fielers. Uh, that's kind of like going to be like, I guess, a group content channel. Yeah. One day, maybe. If we find time and if other friends want in on it. There's a lot of stuff we want to do. It's just finding the time to do it, getting it organized, and then also just not being lazy. Well, yeah, like I said, it's, it's the effort of us having to do everything ourselves yeah. for now. I mean, like... It's, that, that stuff's like first world problems, I think too. The, you're right. <laughs> I, I have the, so many ideas. The, it's just it's so the, time consuming. The, gra- the graphics for just like the, the Spotify episodes don't necessarily take that long. It's really simple, really easy. The thing I think that we thought too ambitiously about, specifically because we popped out three episodes in two weeks, was, hey, let's get this on YouTube and let's have graphics as visuals. Yeah, that was the part where we kind of messed up. I think. Um, so that's to be determined. Uh, I don't know. It was fun. We had fun. I enjoyed this this one today. We talk about basketball a lot. We I try mean, to be we try to be a variety podcast. We do talk about basketball a lot. Yeah, but I mean, like for the next couple podcasts, like we'll probably include it. The thing is, like, if we like something, we're we're going to talk about it. And there's a ton of basketball stuff in the news. Um, yeah, but as the off season goes, it'll be less and less. So we'll talk about more stuff. Well, that's another big thing. If you don't enjoy hearing about basketball so much, you got to go follow the Twitter and you got to drop some comments about what know. you want. Let us know. Give us some comments. Give us some suggestions. We will literally talk about anything. We'll probably get around to making a Discord server eventually, uh, where we'll port over what we currently have on the server that we're working with right now. It's a friend server where we we have like channels for games and all kinds of different stuff. We'll probably port that over to its own server, uh, do the whole premium for that as well. And because uh, you need premium in order to use the uh, the recording function for extended periods of time. Um, and then in there, we can have just, you guys send us videos to react to. You guys send us topics to talk about that you want to hear us talk about. Um, I'm serious, by the way. Literally anything. I will talk about literally anything. Well, that's what Abby said uh, whenever I sent her the episode. Um, the person that gave us the topic about uh, legalized prostitution or legalized sex work, yeah. um, she was like, you guys have very good talking voices. Like, we're good at talking. Oh, yeah, baby. So, hey, we'll talk about it. What whatever. can I say, man? God gave me sexual vocal cords. <laughs> I think, um... Oh, dude! I can send my vocal cords for sex! <laughs> Let's go! I think, um... 
I think the next big step we need to take with this, though, is definitely trying to get a guest episode in. Oh, yeah. To try it. To try it. I'm going to be honest. I don't think that big guest episode we were going to do a while back is ever going to happen. Because it's, it's so outside of, like, well, it kind of fe- I mean, the mainstream. It, yeah, it kind of it kind of fell off. I, Which, I mean, well, look. They, they, it, were, they were interested, happens. but then life happens. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. They were interested, but then life happens. I mean, we had you and me. We were going to try and take a back seat, and we were going to try and let them talk as much as possible because yeah. they had differing opinions, and there were different sources from different like yeah. walks of life that could give us different outlooks on it. You know, with Jacob being law enforcement, he's mm-hmm. able to talk on that, speak on that side. Um, Bug with, from Texas, Bug just being from Texas, being a father, a gun owner. Gonna, and a gun owner, a hunter. That was going to be a good aspect, and then there's Trevor too. So I mean, Trevor's leans a little bit more liberal in most of his discussions. But he's also in the know with like Texas politics and what's yeah. going to happen with that. Uh, also, I think uh, Trevor does airsoft regularly too, and that has regulations with what you can do and can't do with airsoft. Mm-hmm. So he knows a little bit about gun laws too in Texas. Uh, yeah. So basically, since we haven't made it public, uh, we were planning on doing like a like a longer podcast with some guests. It was going to be like our first guest podcast. Uh, it was right after the shooting in uh, Uvalde, Texas. We felt like uh, we have insights that could be useful uh, in the conversation, and it was it was a big topic. And we found that we had people that we uh, associate with that have opinions about it, that have relevant experience, and we we really just wanted to kind of have a discussion within uh, a a acquaintance group and see if we could get some points across and maybe just come up with some solutions and ideas just as a small group really also the gist too is not only to to look for solutions that make sense for us in the u.s because everybody likes to talk about this discussion on guns and they bring up from this country to ours that doesn't work. The transit of property doesn't work on from one country to another. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're this is this is from a change management class in college, by the way, that I took recently. What works in one scenario will not always work in the other. Ergo, in business, is going to be what works in one company. What they want to change is not always going to be able to be applied mm-hmm. directly over to another. Shout out to Miss uh, Shit. What's the professor's name? Miss. Uh, I'm going to draw a blank on her. You fumble in the bag right now, though. I'm going to draw a blank on her. You fumble. It's Miss... Dude, I can't remember. She's I'm... such a sweet lady, though. I'm going to let you struggle. She was so nice. Um, shout out to her, though. <laughs> we have no idea who you are, but sh- shouts out to you, my lady. It's Catherine. It's Catherine... Um... I will not be able to remember her last name. I told you I'm going to let you struggle. Uh, any... but shout, any... shout out to her because, I mean, that it's a thing that it makes sense. We can't just take what other countries have done and apply to us. We have so many people in our in our population, yeah, and that and so many various opinions with that are amplified by such a large population that we can't just take that and apply it to our country. Yeah. So it's important that we we make up a solution for us that works for us because you got to remember we're essentially fifty small countries working as one unit. Yeah. So and Plus, that was, that was the goal was to to sit yeah. down with with friends and show people that. You can have these discussions in 2022. Um, Politely, with good discourse. Exactly. It doesn't have to be screaming. You don't have to come at it from an I'm right, you're wrong. Make politics your personality. You you don't have to end end the discussion with a win. 
you can just provide points, give some, get like, you don't have to put so much emotion and put so much writing on your political opinion and what you believe, because that's really why so many afflictions that we have in the United States socially come about, is that too many people inject their personality, they inject their morality into their politics, and they believe I'm right. And when you start doing that, it's it's the same issue with tolerance and religion and, and faith and things like that. You you believe this certain way, and now anyone that doesn't believe like you is inherently wrong because of what you believe. Um, that can become an issue if you aren't solid within yourself and what you believe, and if you aren't a good person. Someone believing different from you, they're now your enemy. And that sort of religious dogma has fed itself into politics now within the United States. And we really just started this podcast because we're young, we're mid-Gen Z, and we just have a lot of ideas and discussions just amongst each other, just going to eat or hanging out or whatever. And we we enjoy expressing our opinion, and I mean, really, if you know us, we enjoy arguing with each other, because we do that all the time. We enjoy just getting our point across and trying to make our voices heard, just like everyone else. And uh, my co-host just... His face just lit up for some reason, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let him talk now. Shout out to Miss Catherine Chauvin. There you Shout go, out to, uh, Professor Catherine Chauvin. Look, I let you struggle, <laughs> and it worked. I want to look at my school email to find Miss Miss Chauvin. Yeah. But uh, shout hey, out hey. to her, great professor. She's HR professional, so I mean it's a good way to look at 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 change because she taught a change yeah. management class, and just, one thing that works in another place isn't going to necessarily work with us. Shouts out, Miss Chauvin. You the goat. Appreciate you teaching at home. I'm sorry that I told you to invest in Bitcoin at 30k. By the way, it'll come back eventually. No, it won't. <laughs> she saw me at graduation and she was like, and I was like, look, I'm like, I'm sorry. It's this thing that happened with this other coin that threw off the entire market. And she's like, oh, it's okay. She's like, I'll buy more. She's like, my boyfriend's probably gonna get in at like 15. It'll, it'll be all right. I was like, hmm, okay. I guarantee you she ain't hurting for money. Uh, anyway, I'm pretty sure that's it. If we bring up any more topics, we're going to ramble for another 30 minutes. Truth. It's been about, um, what, two hours? I think yeah, it's, it's been... Two hours? Almost about two which hours. Is fair, which is fair. We're being nice to them. We're giving them a longer session, longer content, because we were gone for so long. So, appreciate you stopping by. If you're still here, if you listened to the whole thing, even if it wasn't one, one uh, complete way through, if you made it to this point, I appreciate you. I love you. You deserve some love. Go drink some water. Get a massage. Watch a movie. Right? Do do something for you. You need to take care of you for a little bit. All right? You the GOAT. I appreciate you. Make sure you check us out on every platform. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. At Common Sense Pod on Twitter. I'm plugging this so hard because I think you guys could drop us some good ideas. Go into our replies. Drop Instagram. us a follow. Instagram. The Instagram handle is different because we weren't able to get the just common sense pod, but it's common sense pod.biz. Uh, we do have a business email too. 
If you just look up Common Sense Pod, you'll probably be able to find it on the platforms that we're relevant on. Spotify. Penny is the logo. Spotify. Twitter is something else because it's just funny. I don't remember what it is. Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. That's what we have right now. Look us up. Leave us a comment. What would you like to talk about? Literally anything. I'm so damn serious. I I will literally inject my own opinion into any discussion we have. And I enjoy doing it. So go ahead. We appreciate the support. I know my co-host does as well. We appreciate you stopping by. We enjoy doing this. So have a great one. This has been the Common Sense Podcast, where uh, two idiots make one complete thought. Bing bong.